welcome to Minute Impossible. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to investigate with us the movie Mission Impossible, one minute at a time. I'm Jonathan. I'm Chris. And I'm Thomas. We did it, guys. We made it through an entire week. This is the last minute of Thomas's week. Welcome back, Thomas Howarth. Thank you very much for having me again. It's been a pleasure this week. And that's with or without the ball gag. <laughs> well, we hope you come for the conversation. You stay for the ball gag. So <laughs> I came for something. I'll just <laughs> oh, oh uh, minutes after dark. <laughs> Impossible after dark. We'll see how this. Uh, we'll see how this records today because uh, I have taken on. You can see if you go to the Impossible Minute Force, you'll be able to see the way Thomas uh, podcasts, which is from a recliner in a seated position, and he looks super comfy. So I have changed the way I am podcasting today to try and emulate that, and it's freaking me out. <laughs> my, my, you can see the the nervousness to the nervous energy emanating from Jonathan as he records. But I'm also super chill, so it's all <laughs> it, it, it works both ways. It's a contradiction. Yeah. It is. Now your liquid is definitely finger length away from your equipment, though. Yep. It's in my hand. <laughs> it's so, I'm so far away from my computer, I can actually have my drink in my hand. <laughs> we're, we're on minute 80. This minute, this Friday minute begins with Kittredge answering his own phone again and ends with Ethan listing the ways his team were killed earlier in the movie. Uh, guys, Kittredge is the head of the IMF at Langley, and he answers his own phone on the first ring. That doesn't On the seem first like, string. That doesn't seem like the best use of his time. Well, it Apparently, was a red phone. It's something so. he does often, though. Oh, no, I'm saying it is a red phone, so it might be as you know, it doesn't ring just very often. It's his private right? line. We know from the earlier phone booth that Ethan had a code that got him directly to Kittredge, like directly to Kittredge. Yeah. But you think he's used it again? You think of all people, Ethan's code wouldn't work anymore. <laughs> Ethan should not Except be able to access. Would like Kittredge would like Ethan to be able to call him just in case. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, since he's him. but in a in a situation like this, if your agent goes rogue, you probably turn off their phone access first, right? I don't know. No, I mean I would think not because it's gonna go straight to him. So it's a way of you know them keeping in touch with him. Yeah, we can see it working out for him right yeah. here. Do you think Ethan? Do you think Ethan just yelled customer service into the phone like eight times? <laughs> and it just kept they're like, speak to a representative. Kittredge. <laughs> just give me a person, please. Klimledge? No. Kittredge. Customer service. Operator. <laughs> Operator. Zero. <laughs> Kittredge. I love it when Kittredge answers the phone because this scene, he is so excited. He's like, He's like cupping the the receiver. Is like it's it's Ethan, it's Ethan, it's Ethan. It's like this fun little. <laughs> he starts his entire group of like trying, you know, the old the old tracing the call bit. The so stupid thing is, Ethan is an agent that knows how all this stuff goes down. He's well versed in what they're going to do as soon as he calls. Everybody knows that he's well versed in this. Why do you feel the need to cover up the phone when you talk? <laughs> oh, it's Ethan. Yeah, I know. It's it. it duh. He knows what we're about to do. He knows we're going to do a trace. Yeah, I you think I think that it. went against Kittredge's cool, calm, and collected. Uh, this shows Kittredge is kind of flying by the seat of his pants at this point. Now, have we, have we talked? Have you guys talked about Kittredge's hair? 
We have not talked about Kittredge's no, hair. No, we've I'd not. Love to. It's resplendent. <laughs> He's got this wave going on from the middle of his head that's that's quite outstanding. It's quaffed. It is. How how many hours in the morning do you think he spends getting that perfect curl? That's natural. He gets out of bed like that. You think so? Sure. He's like those grandmas that go to bed with their curlers <laughs> in. Yep. <laughs> or or the the grandmas that get their hair done once a week and somehow it stays the same all week. Yeah, it's all crunchy. I bet if you touched it, it's like a Brillo pad, but it just looks perfectly. It looks oiled. It's actually plastic. It's just a shell that sits on his head. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's molded exactly to his head. He's got a little seat like Darth Vader and it comes down. I mean, he is the head of the IMF. <laughs> they are the king of wigs and face masks. They should be able to come up with a pretty sweet rug for Kittredge. Well, unless Kittredge is, doesn't look like that at all and he's just wearing a mask the whole time. To conceal his oh, identity. What if it is a wig? That would be outstanding. Or a, a, a toupee. Yeah. He just pulls it off the end kind of like Superman. At the end of the movie, when he he's like, "Who are you?" He like takes off. I'm Lex Luthor, <laughs> greatest criminal mind of our time. This scene with Kittredge in the phone and Barnes in the background reminds me of Edward Rooney from Ferris Bueller's <laughs> yeah. Day Off. Yeah, <laughs> where he's, he's he's telling his secretary to get when Grace, Grace is uh, with a covering for him. And she's like, "Oh, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Ed, pull yourself together." <laughs> It, oh, it makes me like, laugh because he's, he, he's floundering around this office. Like, he's like, Get us, it's Ethan. Make sure you're, you know, try and find him. And, and, and then right then, on, uh, thank goodness, on the back wall, we get a return of the awesome wall of, of monitors. And one of the, and one of the, and one of the uh, displays we see is a timer that is counting down. They know he's in England, but they're, they know need- he hands him a sheet of paper that says, England, thirty <laughs> seconds. Why didn't he just tell? Look him, at the look at the, the wall. F around look at the wall and look at the wall. That's Barnes. Uh, Kittredge hates Barnes. This is what we know. So is he kind of like? Oh, what's the name of the female character on Galaxy Quest that just repeats what the computer says? Uh, uh, Gwen. Uh, yeah, Gwen DeMarco. Gwen DeMarco. Yeah. yeah, is he the Gwen DeMarco here? <laughs> I have one job He's got to in the IMF. The it's stupid, says, but, but I'm going to do it. it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I write things down to give them to you. I repeat things that the and, computer tells us. And the second that the second that Barnes hands it to him, Barnes uh, Kittredge is like, you can see on his face, he's like, Jesus, Barnes, I don't need this. Like he he actually does that with his face without saying it. It's like, yeah, I know, dummy. <laughs> I can see the readout on the screen. I, I can see the 80-inch screen be, uh, TV behind me. It's a nice juxtaposition between the TV we were seeing in the last minute and this TV now. Yeah. Right. This one has a lot less buttons. Apparently, talking to Ethan gets him really steamed under the collar because he, he has to undo his tie a little bit. Yeah, that's a that's relax. definitely a character choice. That's an actor choice. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's been buttoned up this whole time, and now he's down and dirty, getting down to business. I'm 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 stepping off my high horse and getting down and and coming into this fray myself. <laughs> it would have completed it if he had taken a chair and flung it around backwards and kind of sat down on it. Hey man, I just <laughs> want to rap with you, Ethan. I'm a cool guy. You're a cool guy. Let's just talk together. Let's, Let's dialogue. <laughs> oh my goodness. I have in my notes, I have in my notes, Barnes is a boob. Barnes is a boob. <laughs> that may become the title of this episode. I don't know if we could put boob in there, but yeah, Barnes is a boob. Barnes is adult. 
Yeah, I love that the music in this scene is very just, you know, ambient sort of percussion and noise, just kind of booping and bopping around. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's it's very, um, very Batman, the way that Elfman scores it with the when they're just kind of, you know, mood setting pieces. And I think it really sets the, the, the mood for this really well. Yeah, Elfman does that a lot when he has a scene that doesn't need actual music. Yeah. He just has like a snare, like like a like just and then it stops. And then yeah. a couple seconds later, it, something else something happens. Else comes in. Yeah, because you can hear the bongos going and you hear the, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. So what's Jim doing here? <laughs> Who? Jim. Jim's not here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what's Jim doing you've, here? You've, you've, uh, you've, uh, you've jumped ahead in time. You, you've jumped ahead a little bit and you've spoiled it, but yes, uh, that is definitely Jim it, standing it, at second four. Even if it isn't Jim, it's like, you know, somebody really creepily just kind of like hanging on the phone there. Cause I mean, that, well, they wanted, they wanted, the, the Brian De Palma wanted you to notice this dude yeah. over the left. In most Brian De Palma movies, this person would be the, the killer who's, Got like a mask on or some weird thing that's going to, you know, be chasing you the rest of the movie. So I guess yeah, it's appropriate. And his timing's impeccable. He waits till Ethan turns his back like and leans against the thing. So he's not looking directly that direction anymore. And then, you know, non too subtly <laughs> wears his, his creepy hat and his trench coat. <laughs> like I'm not a spy. No, well, it, it, it's, I mean, it's very much shot. It is raining yeah. and I'm just a normal British person. With, with my little hat, it's very much shot like uh, like De Palma shot Dress to Kill and Blow Out and uh, Body Double. I mean, the way the reveal is here, it's it's very much that. I'm gonna pretend to pick this phone up and talk. Yeah, and you're uh, you're pushing ahead because you're 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 making your minutes more than they are, Thomas, because it doesn't actually oh. happen in this minute. But we know that he's going to. This is where the movie goes off the rails. Yeah, and in and, and the next minute. We learn Jim is alive and he's been following him. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, what? Going minute by minute, though, it's actually a nice touch, like to have Jim standing that close and, and just to not be a part of the scene, really, but just to be there. It's a nice touch, especially in this minute by minute format, because there is that ambiguity there. Like, hey, isn't that a different like director would have focused before. more on his face? Yeah, but De Palma's right. like, let's just play it out where, like any normal person wouldn't notice that this is actually Jim. And, the, and we that, know it's Jim. That's one of De Palma's strengths as a director, because like I said, he does this in all of his sort of thriller films, where he's got the the killer or the person who is chasing our hero just like within inches of him or her, and you don't recognize him, you don't realize it until the reveal, and he does it really well. But on second or third viewing, you'd be like, wow, how is that not obvious to that person standing there right away? That's, that's Michael Caine in a dress. How do I not see that? You know, <laughs> he does that move where they walk through the scene behind them. Yeah. And as the viewer, you, you notice them for the first time, even though they've been there the whole time. Yeah. Like body double does that. I, I remember when I saw body double originally, that movie was scarier than it probably should have been. And the way it was scary was because of how close the murderers all, the murder always was. Exactly. And and it's right. the same, like I said, in, in, in when things were happening, like, yeah, like the, that scene, the, the famous scene where he sticks the drill through the girl and the drill yeah. then goes down through the, the ground and then it goes out the other side and you see it and he's only like three feet away from it. Yeah. It, yeah. It, I love, 
I love this shot. Um, I, 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 when I was looking at this, I was like, okay, Ethan on this phone, I keep see this minute seems to all be about other, other movies, but Ethan seems to be channeling Joel from risky business yeah. when he's talking <laughs> yeah. on this phone. Exactly. He's super cool. He is Joel when Joel had his, uh, well, you know, lack of a better term brothel in his house. Yeah. Again, I still don't think we're where Ethan has been fully developed in this movie. No. At the end of this movie, I think we're the closest we get when he and Luther have their date. At the end of this movie, that's the closest to the current Ethan, I think, that everyone's used to. Yeah. Right. I think up until this point, we're still working with Tom Cruise through this movie and the way it was shot. I, I don't know how the entire schedule, I know they shot a lot of the stuff in Prague first, and then they shot the London stuff later. So this London, these London shots, he does have a better grasp on the character. I also think it's, it's part of the movie. It's movie's goal is to make him start out as somebody you're not sure how good at his job he actually is. You don't know that he's, you know, amazing at this job. You're from the outside looking in and you just know him as this other part of the team. And then later on, you find out that he's really good at what he's doing, and there's a reason that he's the uh, main focus. He's compelling to look at, and he's talking to Kittredge. And Kittredge, man, I thought Kittredge talked slow before, <laughs> but <laughs> he's, when he's, Kittredge he's is dragging talking, it out, man, because he needs, to. I would have. I would have been so happy if Barnes was standing in the background doing the pull <laughs> sign for stretch, stretch, and just have like Kittredge like putting his hand out, like shut up. God. Well, it's like those podcast episodes where you feel like you haven't talked about it enough and you're trying to get those extra few minutes <laughs> out of it. So you start talking a little bit slower. <laughs> Thomas, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and now, tech of the app. <laughs> uh, right? <laughs> no, but yeah, it, it definitely happens. I, I was kidding about tech of the app. We don't have to instigate it yet. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's um, when, when you're trying to when you're trying to m- make something a little bulkier. Sometimes you have to add in. I love the way Kittredge, this is still the best way to track somebody on a phone. Yeah. When did this stop? When did they stop tracking people like, keep him on the line? And that guy that was always over to the right on his own phone, who was like trying to triangulate the... the I I don't think they've stopped that because they still do it. It's just more high tech now. Well, yeah. Now it's based on cell phone towers and pinging and things. This can't be pinged in the same way. I don't know. uh, Thomas, maybe you know. I know it doesn't have to do with electricity, but does it, is there, how do you check, how do you track a landline in 1996? Honestly, I'm not sure. Uh, Communications weren't my forte. I was more radar based stuff, so I'm not sure. I don't know either. And that's, that's something interesting to me is that how, how you would track somebody. We'll put this up on the Facebook group. How do you track, how do you track a call back in 96 when they were still landlines? My guess would be going through hubs, finding out which hubs um, the signal has traveled through and going that way. And then from there, you would just have a general area from there. Uh, So they have some sort of machine on Kittredge's phone that can seek out these hubs. Right. And and go backwards in the call. Or at least on this supercomputer behind Kittredge. (laughs) Oh, that's just that's just fifteen uh tube TVs that have all been put really close together. <laughs> it's not it's not a supercomputer, I don't think. I, I thought you said we weren't doing tech of the, the Oh we're not, we're not sorry. Tech of the up yet. I'm sorry. No, I, lo- I love that the that, that Ethan has his hands on the 
on the cradle of the phone so he can turn it off as soon as he sees the clock turn 30 before it's 30 seconds because he's watching the clock you can see that and he's ready to yeah. ready to hang that phone up i like how the the counter um it's not enough just to have the seconds up there that it's going to take it also has like the thousands of seconds, seconds. it's going to take yeah yeah that's a cool looking thing yeah like they're tracing it 30, 30 seconds down to the millisecond. And is Barnes looking at is it is at second forty fifty? Is Barnes looking at a giant map where the map is actually triangulating and getting yeah, closer? Yeah, it is. That's exactly what it is. It's kind of like an Indiana Jones travel map. Yeah, it's like there's a big long line and it's moving, it's zooming closer and closer. Yeah, closer and closer to the spot where he's supposed to be at. Either that or that's the River Thames. <laughs> that might actually be that. I don't know if you guys noticed, but as this minute plays out, the number display at the very bottom of the screen, or not the very bottom, but underneath where it says tracing source, mm-hmm. um, near the beginning of this, the minute, it just has the 44, and then towards second... Oh, they're getting the number. Back at 49, it's got more numbers locked in. Yeah, it's got so four, it's 44171584. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. You could do better than one, two, three, four. Um, it looks like the last numbers never lock in. Those are the ones that they're waiting for, apparently. Yeah, it's the last numbers on the uh, war games. <laughs> I think that's actually the phone number that they're getting. Yeah, that's exactly what the it 44 is. 44 is the area code. Well, well oh, yeah, it's the you know where code, you yeah. are, you know which phone they're on, so they're going to know which phone number. Yeah. yeah. Right. So they've got it down to a small area now, but not quite the exact number, and then... Well, we've kind of already talked about it a little bit. Let's let's but let's uh let's make it official. Let's talk about Tech of the App. This is Tech of the Week. Let's talk about <laughs> oh, Let's talk week. about the Tech of the Week. Tech of the Week. Uh so I'm going to I'm going to call my Tech of the Week this 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 phone number counter at the bottom that with 10 seconds left, we'll figure out the last four numbers. If it's one, if it's two, the to... last two numbers are three, four. <laughs> <laughs> but you, Chris, I'm doing the same thing. I'm going with those, that, that counter up there. I'm going to go. It's, it's definitely phone based, but I'm going with Kittridge's phone. <laughs> Kittridge has phone. no problem on that red phone being able to talk to anybody he needs to. At one point, he had someone else from the other IMF team, from the B team, answer another phone and hand it to him. Guys, it's 96. He has no problems with the the bell system, the, the baby bells. They're all super efficient. He gets calls easily. No problem. <laughs> I'm going to say maybe, maybe he should invest in a mute button. <laughs> no, I like I like <laughs> that he puts his hand, hand over it old style. Just like, just get up. Trace the call. He's old school. Tracing the call. It's Ethan. He doesn't know what we're going to do. I mean, Trace the call. he says, he goes, it's Ethan. Wouldn't they know that? He just went through the IMF switchboard. Right. I think I think he's just excited, though. You know, he's like, oh, he's calling. He's just so excited. <laughs> oh, my God. It's Ethan. <laughs> oh, my God. It's Ethan. Barnes. He's like a girl Barnes, in the slumber party. I would love if Barnes, he goes, it's Ethan. And Barnes is like, no way. He's like, yes way. What are you gonna oh say? And see, this goes back to the Ferris Bueller thing. Yeah. You talk to him. No. Talk to him. Talk. Yes. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna stick with my girls at a, my girls at a slumber party analogy. 
Oh my gosh, Billy's calling. No, hang up on him. (laughs) (laughs) No, you hang up. Keep him on the line. Keep him on the line so we can trace the call. (laughs) Oh, and we're back to voices again. Yes. That's your daughter. That's a, it's a, that's your daughter's voice. Or, or, or Tommy, Tommy Paramount. (laughs) Tommy Paramount. (laughs) Tom Cruise is calling us. Tommy Cruise. Yeah. And uh, at the end of this minute, the minute ends with, him listing off pretty much goading and Kittred saying, do you really think that if I impaled, murdered and stabbed my own IMF team, he doesn't get to finish the sentence, but we know he's saying, you don't think I'm going to come after you. Hold on. Let's, let's get this right. It's crushed, stabbed, shot and detonated. <laughs> yeah. And let's talk about that. Um, star of the movie, Emilio Estevez was not crushed. He, he was, was impaled. He was impaled. He was oh, guys, you know what this confirms? That was that that uh, elevator kept going. So yep. he was. Oh. Uh, he didn't. He wasn't just impaled. He was squished. Wished. Yep. Oh, it makes it so much worse. It's like when you're trying to get too much stuff onto a shish kebab, <laughs> <laughs> and the and the overripe tomato in the middle just kind of gives way. Oh, yeah, the rest of us was the overripe tomato. He just didn't. Exactly. He didn't have the. He didn't have the structural integrity to uh, be, <laughs> be able to have Emilio. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, I like this. I, thank you for telling me the exact ones. Yeah, I like <laughs> blown up at the the last one. What's the last one again? Detonated. Detonated, yes. <laughs> so he says it's five people, but those are only four deaths. Was one of them done twice? Maybe one of maybe shot? they're talking about Galitzin. Was he shot? No. Uh he was stabbed, same as Sarah. Okay, yeah. So both were stabbed. Okay, that's he was it. shot. He was shot with a knife. <laughs> shot with a knife. But but also also uh Claire wasn't killed. True. He thought he th- but to Kittridge, Claire's dead. Yeah, you're right. This is true. They have not brought Kittredge. But she would have been the one that was detonated. And so was Hannah. She she and Hannah were in the same yeah. car together. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's a twofer. Yep. A twofer. So yeah, so it still would have been four. Yeah. It's yeah. a great that's Crushed, a stab, shot, and detonated. So yeah, this is where our minute this is where our week ends. The tech I think the tech of the week we we kind of did that as tech of the app. So let's give a quick tech of the tech of the week since the week was kind of weak on tech i think today's tech may win out over everything else i agree trying to go i'm going back through Uh, i thought you guys were going to call me the tech of the week (laughs) the tech of the week was inside you the whole time thomas (laughs) that's what it was let's go i'm gonna go with the phone system and the phone system that is also tracking ethan so it's kind of both of ours together it's the tracking phone system is tech the of the tracking week. Tracking phone system. Yeah, I agree. It's a good one. Because everything I'll else we saw it. was like ratty. <laughs> hey, that fluke multimeter was not ratty. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, but ratty. Every, but it wasn't <laughs> facing us. We didn't actually actually see it. You being used, it could be broken. Uh, you can, of course, argue for it, but uh, I think that I think that as tech goes, being able to figure out someone's in England, the exact place they are, and the exact payphone they're using. Is a pretty cool tech of the uh, tech. Yeah, that is a pretty I, cool I would tech. I have yeah. to agree. Awesome. Well, this is the time on the episode where we do plugs. Thomas, do you have anything you'd like to plug again? So, uh, check out the X Minutes podcast. That's where we're talking about the X Men movies, one chapter at a time. 
You can check it. You can find us on all social media at X minutes podcast. That's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We do have a Facebook group called the X minutes danger room. And if you're looking to email us, go to X minutes podcast at gmail.com or check out our website at X minutes podcast.com. Well, thanks Thomas. I really appreciate you coming on. You've been great this week. We've had a fun time with you. If you'd like to talk to Chris, me, Thomas, any of us, we're all in the Minute Impossible group over on Facebook. We can also talk to us on Twitter. We answer our tweets at Min Impossible on our Twitter. And what's your Twitter, Thomas? XMinutesPodcast.com or my personal one is The Wookie Lives. Oh, that's such a good one. I remember the first time you uh, liked something on Twitter. I was like, who's this guy? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, it's yep. Thomas. Awesome. Great handle. Thank you very much. Yep, no problem. We will see you next week for minutes 81 through 85. Until then, I've been Jonathan. I've been Chris. And I've been Thomas. Don't forget Tommy Paramount. Oh, this was a great episode, guys. You guys did a great job. Here, Tommy, I have something for you. What you got there? This episode was so destructive. Oh, my God, it's a bomb. Tell Tommy. Oh, oh I'm okay. Oh, no. <laughs>